Hey, welcome to Marriage Monthly. We are Gabe and Melissa Kolstad, and we love to build healthy, lifelong marriages. That's what we're passionate about. We are excited that you're joining us for this monthly installment of hopefully inspiration, ideas, and fun that will help build your marriage. And so we're going to jump into today's episode. Here we go. Welcome to Marriage Monthly. We're excited about this episode. It is Love Month. Did you know that? Yeah. February. Yeah. Love Month. And we're going to be talking about something that's not very lovely, no. but it has a lot to do with love, though. <laughs> and we're just about the four landmines of marriage because they're out there and yeah. you unknowingly, we step onto these landmines. And if you get one, you're going to know it, but you might not see it coming unless you really pay attention. So... Melissa and I are so excited to share some things that, honestly, we've learned over time through experience, our own experience, other people's experience, mm-hmm. and Melissa's going to kick us off with the first two landmines. Oh, man. Do you feel like your marriage has peace in it? I love this verse. Romans twelve eighteen says, do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. And I feel like it's kind of easy to live in peace with like the grocery clerk and your haircut lady and, you know, all those kind of people. But then like this is way harder with a marriage. And I I think it's because we're together so much or I don't know what the excuses are. I think part of it is that, you know, we, we, uh, we put so much stock in this relationship. Yeah. You don't really care if you have the same grocery clerk every time you go there. Well, you know, maybe some people do, (laughs) but it's not going to change your life, right? No, not at all. But this relationship, you know that if something goes well, it's going to change your life. Something doesn't go well, it's going to change your life. Some big stakes here. The stakes are a lot higher. A lot higher. Yeah, yeah. So we just wanted to talk to you guys about four landmines in marriage. And the first one I want to mention is neglect. Neglect is a huge landmine that I don't think we really pay attention to. Nobody really talks about this much. And I was, we were talking about this and I was thinking, Neglect's a big deal. I mean, when Gabe has a heavy work week and Gabe works hard and fast. And so say like Monday is our day off. So we're spending all this time together. Come like Thursday, Friday. I'm like, oh, yo, hey, here I am. Woo-hoo, you know, <laughs> because he's really hustling. Focused. Yeah, he's very focused. And then I have to like step in. So, so yeah, so I'll talk to you a little bit about this. First, I want to mention to you, Ruth and Boaz in the Bible. Mm, yeah, my favorite love story. If you've never read Ruth, it's only four chapters in the Old Testament, and I'm going to tell you, you need to finish this podcast and then, and then read, read Ruth. Ruth. Oh, it's just the most beautiful love story of all the Bible. I love it so much. He was so attentive to her every need. So you got to read those. But let me read to you. Ruth 2, 15 and 16 says, when Ruth went back to work again, Boaz ordered his young men, let her gather grain right among the sheaves without stopping her. And pull out some heads of barley from the bundles and drop them on purpose for her. Let her pick them up and don't give her a hard time. And I just love that because <laughs> it just represents how how tender he was toward Ruth, mm-hmm. how he wanted to provide for her and take care of her. And there was no neglect there. There like, was not. No. Like he they weren't even married yet yeah. at this at the in Ruth too. And he was already looking out for her, already wanting to be taking care of her and tender toward her, attentive toward her. I think that is just beautiful. I think it is too. And it's kind of like flirting, I guess, in a way, Yeah. you know, in that, in that sense from him. Yeah. But uh, as we talked about this subject, just between the two of us, one thing that I observed is it's a little surprising. I mean, I think, I think that what has maybe clouded this a little bit for us is our modern culture Mm. sort of makes it seem like it's, inappropriate in a way. Don't take care of me. I'm a woman. I can take care of myself. And and so I think that we have to be okay acknowledging that there's that tension. And so in some ways, if uh, you might be a woman who's going like, I don't want to feel like I have that 
need in my life or, you know what I'm saying? I think it's very rare. So as a woman mm -hmm. who talks to a lot of women, don't be afraid to have some chivalry, like to love on your spouse and be tender and attentive yeah. because girls dig it. They dig like, it. Like we like it. Yeah. So there may be an occasional chick that's like, I can do it myself. I'll open my own door. But really, <laughs> when Gabe opens the door for me, I'm like, thank you, love. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, it shows well, so that So that's freeing, though, for, yeah. to hear the permission and the invitation to go, that's welcome. Especially in a marriage yeah. relationship. Because, mm -hmm. again, we're talking, there's a lot of stake, you know, here. There's a lot yeah. going on here. And so when you're attentive and loving toward me, it makes me not feel neglected. And when you do feel neglected, walls come up and just mm -hmm. all hell breaks loose. It's not good. <laughs> so, yeah. So, hey, let me mention schedules. I know schedules can get really, really busy, but this is one relationship that needs to stay intact. So do not put your marriage relationship on the back burner because you're busy, because then all of a sudden you're going to feel neglected mm -hmm. and be like, oh, I'm not getting enough attention. I, you know, whatever it looks like for you. So, um, as a married couple, um, it'll, it affects everything. You know, I mean, this relationship when it's feeling neglected and just fragile, mm -hmm. I guess it affects more than just us, mm -hmm. especially if you have a family, kids, the people you're influencing. I mean, it can really be rough. So be gentle, be attentive to each other, no matter how busy you are and always make time for each other. Nobody likes to feel neglected, even in the middle of a busy work week. So take a breather, um, go on a walk together. Gabe mm -hmm. and I will go on a little walk once in a while, 45 minutes, just go around the neighborhood, just a little walk. We'll go grab coffee, go to insomnia. I'll get a hot chocolate. He gets his coffee fix and we're good. Also, um, we'll go, uh, we have a hot tub. So we'll go hop in the hot tub once or twice a week and just chill for like 30 minutes and hang out and talk. Um, sit on the couch together, have a conversation. It doesn't have to cost money. You just got to spend some time together. So, oh, hey, and don't forget, don't forget to have sex. If you're a married couple, <laughs> I'm going to throw it out there. I'm just going to be. You guys might want to rewind that so you can hear it one more time. <laughs> I think that nothing makes you feel more distant with your spouse is when you neglect this activity because God mm -hmm. made this to bond us and bring us together. And when you're not regularly having sex, um, I think that there's like a a wedge. Yeah. And I think Satan puts it there. Yeah. But um, yeah. And so I think that that's really important. And talk about neglect. When you're not interested in your spouse and they feel that you're not interested in their spouse, that is some serious neglect feelings, I mm -hmm. think. So you want to be pursued, right? Yeah. Everybody does. Everybody wants to yeah. be pursued. So so don't forget to have sex. I'm just going to throw that in there. Gabe didn't even pay me to say I know, that. that was awesome. Nothing. <laughs> I, just, I feel like we're I really just, growing in our relationship. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so don't go without having sex. But, um, but yeah, make some time to catch up and keep each other in the loop. I think that's really, really important. So that's mm -hmm. the first thing. So is, I, what I yeah. kind of hear you saying is that you, you uh, are addressing neglect and, and you're saying kind of like on the way, um, among all your other things, stop and pay attention to your spouse. And it yeah. doesn't have to be some elaborate thing, but it could just no. be a, a quick minute catching up. It could just be that, you know, three minutes of talking yeah. or, or a quick walk or, but I think I hear you saying include your spouse in what you're doing yeah. so that it doesn't, you don't go these long distances of time. Right. And also like you can bring in some flowers or bring in some chocolate and that's fun. But if you've been super, super busy, just dropping some flowers on the counter is not going to do it. So mm -hmm. I think it's really hearing your voice, spending some time together, getting on the same page. That's going to help us avoid this landmine. Mm -hmm. And then another landmine um, that I want to talk about is expectations. Oh man, this one is, we all have expectations. So let me read to you real quick here. Proverbs 13, 12, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, 
but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. So I know when I get my way, I feel like my dreams are fulfilled. And when I don't, I feel sick. <laughs> it's just normal. I think it's just normal. But we all have expectations. So we do this thing at Westside called Symbus. And it's a premarital counseling tool that Which we use. It stands for saving your marriage before, before it, it starts. starts. Yeah. Yes. So it is really, really, really good because what it what it does is so people will take this test. An assessment. I guess, an assessment. Yeah. Okay. And then test sounds so negative. It does. Yeah. yeah an assessment. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. And then at the end of the assessment, um, this information comes out that says kind of what you expect in a marriage. It's kind of how you were raised and, and what you've been through and just your past and your future and what you're looking at um, in your future and how you want it to look. And there's like a zillion aspects to this, but it's really cool because then you kind of understand what the expectations are before you hop into marriage. And mm-hmm. a lot of us don't do that. Oh, I have to tell a story. This is so funny. So when Gabe and I were first married, the first week we were married, yeah. we come out of church and we go to the car. We had just gotten back from our honeymoon. We just got back from our honeymoon. Yeah. yeah. And Gabe's like, oh, so what are you making for dinner, for lunch? And I was like, well, where are we going for lunch? And we were like on totally different pages because growing up, <laughs> Gabe's mom would make lunch every Sunday after church. And my family went out to eat after church every Sunday. So we like looked at each other and we thought, wow. It was like we asked the different question at the exact same time. And we realized we had expectations that we didn't even know we had. And it was pretty funny, actually. So, yeah, so that was kind of rough. for the record, we ended up going out to eat that Sunday. Well, yeah, because you're not going to cook. Not really. And I could, but it wouldn't be good. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, but we realized we had hidden expectations and everybody does in every area. There's no getting around expectations. That's just how it is. So. With that, I want to say first point under expectations is don't assume. Mm-hmm. This is really important. Don't assume that your spouse knows what you expect. Who's going to mow the lawn? Who's going to champion the checkbook? Who's going to uh, do the cooking? Who's going to do the laundry? Who's going to manage a kid's schedule? Drive them around this next week. There's a million different things to be, you know, that can just you can assume, and you need to make sure that you guys are on the same page. Yeah. And I mean assumptions. Woo, I mean, don't assume. Just don't. And that brings me to my second thing. Communicate. You got to communicate. You should probably spend some time on sometime on the weekend, maybe Saturday, Sunday. Mm -hmm. Spend some time together looking at the calendar for the next week, especially if you have kids. Um, You need to make sure everybody knows what's going on for the week. Just open your mouth and communicate the schedule for the week. Who's going where, when and how. And don't Hmm. expect everything to fall into place because it will not. We have three kids. We did sports. We did music. We did school. We've done everything. Church involvement. We've done it all, and the kids are all over the place, and we're like, who's taking them where? Mm-hmm. Are you taking them? Am I taking them? I got to make dinner. Well, you got to do that. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So have, yeah, don't assume and make sure and communicate. And then lastly, I love this, seek to understand the other's perspective. I think this is really, really easy for me to be selfish because I want to put myself first. I want to, um, I just, it's just normal to be selfish, and that's just how it is in life. So I always think my way is the best way. Maybe it's not, but <laughs> but the Bible does talk over and over again about putting other people's needs before your own. In our society, it's very much like my way or the highway. Yeah. It's more like um, self-care for myself, whatever makes me happy, whatever, you know, everything is about me, 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 me. That is not how God's word puts it at all. So uh, I think that it's not good. So as a married couple, we're seeking to understand our spouse's point of view and their perspective. And that is what's super vital is just putting myself mm-hmm. in his shoes and he's putting himself in my shoes and not just, you know, 
just being selfish. So, so don't be defensive or mad about it if, if you don't match up your perspectives because, you know, we can get pretty defensive. Again, just communicate about it. Have a heart-to-heart conversation and really spend time trying to see their perspective and not pushing your perspective on them, which is what I can tend to do. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it coming now. Yeah. I'm getting smart. You think smart. you know me? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is much easier said than done because we are so selfish. And this is really an act of humility when I can just look at you and say, um, I want to understand you more than get my way. And that's a huge act of humility. So I think that's important. So just remember there's hidden expectations Mm -hmm. and neglect can ruin a relationship. Those are landmines. Gabe has a couple more to share with you. Okay. And so the third one that you might've already seen coming is anger. Anger is a landmine. And sometimes we step on it and we, you know, you, you might even know that you've got maybe a propensity to be angry about things, or maybe you've got a short fuse, maybe is how some people describe it, but you don't always know when that thing is going to go off. And sometimes the littlest thing can set it off. And, you know, so we're going to talk a little bit about how this works, but there was this boss who was, or there was this, excuse me, this guy who was at work and his boss um, yelled at him, which nobody likes, you know, Mm. it just puts you in a bad mood. Well, this dad goes home and, and uh, he, you know, was barking at his wife and got all upset. And she you know, was frazzled because he mistreated her. And she's like, what did I do wrong? I've just been doing my thing today. Well, so she yells at the kids, you know, and then the kids are feeling like they got put down and they don't understand where all this negativity was coming from. So one of them kicks the dog and the dog gets upset, you know, and dog's feeling like down and out. And then the dog bites the cat, you know, and you know, the cat, of course, cats are evil. Yeah. And so the cat pees on the couch. Oh. That's, you know, that I just made that part up. Yeah, Actually, that's a good one. I made all that stuff up, but yeah. <laughs> I could imagine a cat doing something like that. Actually, there's an episode of How I Met Your Mother that deals with the chain of See? yelling or whatever. Yes. It's hilarious. And, <laughs> and so we got to be careful because though that's a fictitious story, it's true, isn't it? That yeah. when you, you bark at somebody, you yell at somebody, they don't often understand what in the world where this is coming from. And that negativity just spills over, but it tends to build. And we all know yeah. that. So what Ephesians chapter four in the New Testament, Paul says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, mm. anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice or evil intent. And he said, instead, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. Love it. All this, so you know, good. turning completely around to tenderness, mm-hmm. compassion, understanding, patience, Goodness. forgiveness. Um, and I, I look at that and go like, easier said than done when mm-hmm. you're in the middle of a situation. I think it helps to understand what is anger and kind of where does it come from? Yeah. And what we know about anger is that it is essentially the same thing as disappointment. Anger is a reaction to your disappointment. And disappointment mm-hmm. is really just the difference between what happened and what you thought was going to happen. Right. Right. So, you know, you didn't get the bonus that you thought you would. Or, um, you know, you had this Im- image of what marriage was going to be like, and it's not what you thought it was. Again, back to expectations. <laughs> yeah. And so those expectations really feed into yeah. that anger mm-hmm. to go, let's become very aware of what we expected. Because if, it, if you have very specific expectations and you're sort of putting your happiness in that outcome and it doesn't happen, then now you're angry. And sometimes people get angry in a very volatile way. Sometimes they get angry and they go slam a door and and shut themselves away. Anger can take on different forms. It's not always yelling and frothing at the mouth. 
is sometimes it is, uh, it's whatever style you put at it, it's the same thing, which is just that you're reacting to a disappointment. Like a silent treatment sometimes. It can be the silent treatment, yeah. (laughs) So we want to make sure that in that situation, we don't blame the other person, especially your spouse. Don't blame them for your disappointment and your expectation that probably wasn't spoken in the first place. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we're just taking that out on them. Um, and, and somebody said, when you blame, you be lame, because that's how you spell it, <laughs> oh, no. which I think is true. Um, well, other thing, don't fuel it with bad habits. You know, if you, if you know that you have some, maybe, you know, a weakness here, and I mean, if you're a human being, I think you do, um, don't fuel this with bad habits. Like we know that alcohol can accelerate this kind of anger, yeah. you know, excessive alcohol. We know that um, gossip can be a reaction to anger, but it just does so much damage, you know, for, for this relationship, especially, and we've always felt this way. We do not talk negative about our spouse. We just don't do it. Um, she is already the greatest person in the world. When I'm talking to other people, she's the greatest, greatest person in the world (laughs) because we want to stay on the same page. Mm -hmm. And, and so if she does something that I don't agree with, or if she, does something I didn't expect or, you know, whatever, and I feel disappointed or angry, I do not have the option to go tell somebody else that I think she's rotten or that she made him, <laughs> you know, that's not on the on the table for us. Uh, I think that really erodes all trust and it makes it very, very tough to move forward. And on that topic, don't destroy your spouse on social media. Mm. Please yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Oh, that's one of the hardest places to recover from. No. You know, public humiliation basically is what that forgets. is. Yeah. I know who has burned their spouse on social media. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and never it's really it. tough. You can try to come back and be nice on your Mm-mm. next post, but it's, it's, Done. yeah, that's a, t- you might want to just close that account down, start a new one <laughs> and start or just over. just shut up. Yeah. Um, the other thing is deal with the root. You know, uh, sometimes anger comes from a place of wounding where maybe as a child, something really sets you off or you just feel so shafted in life because of something. You've had a bad experience and sometimes we're just walking, we're just carrying that baggage from relationship to relationship, from situation to situation. And you've just never received the healing from God on whatever that core issue might be. And it's a deficit that's just gonna go with you until you bring it to Jesus and you go, okay, I need to be whole again which is what healing is. I need you to make my heart whole again so that I'm not constantly trying to fill it with different people and different situations, yeah. all my expectations. I think we got to deal with the root. And uh, another one is pick your ba- pick your battles. Oh, you know, yes. when it comes to anger, pick your battles. Like mm-hmm. it's probably appropriate to get angry about certain things, you know, um, like when your kids use the last K cup, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but, but, you're not going to fly off the handle no. and start throwing things around and yelling at everybody. No, exactly. And so we just, we have to pick <laughs> our battles. Like what's really a big deal? You know, there's probably only two or three things in life that are actually a big deal when it comes to relationships. So save your important, conver- you know, all that energy, save it for those things. If it's yeah. a little deal, don't cry over spilt milk, you know, don't make yes. a big deal out of such a small thing. Right. Um, when you go to approach this subject, I think it's important to have some ground rules and that helps you to pick your battles. So what are the ground rules? Like no yelling. What if you just had that rule? No yelling. We do not raise our voices. I mean, That's like, right. why really would we want to raise our voices? It's almost like we're, we're we're feeling so weak and so incapable of communicating that we just have to do it twice as loud. Right. And it's so disrespectful. It is it is disrespectful. It brings tension and, and it just it kind of erodes again that safe feeling. And there goes just, the peace. Yeah, <laughs> peace is gone. You can't have peace when you're yelling at each other. What are some other ground rules? Don't no, throw things. N- yep, no throw, no physical violence of yes, any kind, right? right? 
No name calling. Mm. I mean, that's just going, that's taking such a low road to try to solve your problem when you're calling somebody else a name. So just think about what your ground rules are when it comes to dealing with your anger. Um, and and I think God will really bless that. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the third uh, landmine, anger. Uh, the fourth one is broken trust. Oh, man. And, and these kind big. of all build in some way. Mm-hmm. Like, But broken trust mm-hmm. is a landmine because sometimes we don't realize we have broken trust until it's been broken. And then we act like it's a normal day. And it's not a normal day. And so all of a sudden we're getting a completely different response in our relationship. And we're like, what happened? Well, trust was broken. Sometimes we know. Sometimes we did the trust breaking and, and you know, that was our fault. Sometimes the trust is broken the other way. And we're having a real hard time with the fact that trust was broken. Um, I was reading a story about in 1988, the Winter Olympics uh, were happening. And just before that, they were doing some training and... Actually, a group of blind skiers were being trained to ski in the Olympics. Now, I don't know whose idea this was. It sounds very dangerous. <laughs> true? No, it's true. <laughs> and so they were being trained to ski down the hill and they were blind. And so uh, they got paired up with somebody. And that other skier then stayed obviously very close to them and, and taught them what a left turn and a right turn was. You know, and I mean, how to feel it, sense it, mm-hmm. you know, stay on the right path and all that kind of stuff. Well, in the course of things, the next move was they would just be near them and they would just say left or right. And so you got this person who's not able to see and they're listening to their partner who's going left. That's a lot of trust. Yeah. That is a lot of trust. At 40 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and I think marriage is kind of like that, yeah. you know, is that you're little, you're putting your life in the hands of another person. Yeah. And and so that's why trust is so important because they're going to give you some advice. They're going to, you know, they're going to really give you input. They're, this is like a team effort. And if you can't count on your teammate, you know, you could crash. And we know that people do. So trust is so important, uh, you know, to build up. It's so devastating when we break it. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 32 says, But a man who commits adultery, which is a very extreme form of breaking trust. It's huge. And we know it's not just a man who does it, you know. Uh, but he says he has no sense. Whoever does so destroys himself, destroys himself. And, you know, a lot of times we look at this as though, what could I get away with, hmm. you know, without her noticing or him noticing? Um, could I just have this little side, you know, part of my life where, it, you know, it's just it's kind of my business. But if they knew, it would erode trust. And what the Bible says is that when we do that, we destroy ourselves because it really, I mean, your image of yourself, your picture of yourself is you want to be a better person. We all do. But sometimes people think they can't be because of something they've done in the past past or some other experience. And I think this is just a call to go, let's live at a higher level. So let's talk about a few things. One is infidelity. I mean, infidelity is a major form of broken trust and infidelity can include a variety of things, right? It can include an emotional affair with yeah. somebody, you know, which happens more now than it used to because of social media. You know, when you've got Facebook Messenger, Instagram, direct message, Snapchat, all this stuff, um, it's just more accessible to have private conversations yeah. with people of the opposite sex outside your marriage. And so I think you really have to watch that. That's one kind of infidelity, you know? Uh, infidelity can include lots of things like... Um, I mean, obviously a physical affair, a sexual affair, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's, and then any array of things that lead you to that really ought to be probably considered infidelity. Like if I'm taking my sexual energy, my, 
intimate energy and I'm pointing it to another person or something like that, that like that's being unfaithful. I would even say pornography. Yeah. Like I feel like that is broken trust. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Where you're, you're, you're attaching yourself to something beside your spouse yeah. for the thing that God said your spouse was there for. Yeah. If you have to satisfy yourself mm-hmm. outside of this relationship, mm-hmm. it's, it's wrong. Yeah. So we got to be really careful about that. And it probably means setting some new boundaries that help us to live above that level. It probably means having a better community that calls us to a higher level. Yeah. And those things are really important. Abuse is also uh, mm-hmm. a one way that trust gets broken, you know? Verbal abuse, obviously physical abuse, and no abuse is appropriate. And we believe that, though we know uh, two believers can make a, a relationship, two believers in Jesus can make a relationship work, there are times, if it's unsafe, that you need to get safe mm-hmm. and uh, and get some counseling, get some help and some hope in that. Um, another thing that can just be broken trust is just simply hiding or secrets. Yeah. And that can come in so many forms. I mean, it can come in, yeah. like we've already mentioned, like, talking to another person that, that really your spouse wouldn't be okay with you talking to in some private way. Um, it can it can come in the form of financial secrets, mm. which create massive broken trust in relationships, um, habits, yeah. you know, I mean, lots where of stuff. Been? Where like, you've been, yeah. You're hiding that you went out to right. the bar and yeah. hung out with your buddies. Exactly. Right. Stuff yeah. that, you know, is just unnecessary really in a relationship. And then empty promises. I think this is really mm. an important thing, you know, to be like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of that, honey, I promise. Week two, I'll take care of that, honey, I promise, you know, week three. And those little things happen to all of us. Mm -hmm. But over time, if there's too many of them, it becomes broken trust. And then we have less, you know, relationship collateral. And it just, it's a harder relationship to have. I think all these things matter. And uh, I know this feels a little heavy right now, but how do you then go about rebuilding trust? Um, That's a really great opportunity for us. And a lot of it just comes from being honest, you know? And saying, look, you know, I, I, I want to do better and I'm going to do better. And, and or, or, you know, being honest about what has happened, um, that can be a big step forward. Mm-hmm. But hopefully we get out on the, you know, upstream side and we go, ooh, I'm going to put some things in my life that will help me avoid going there. Yeah, having some boundaries. Having some boundaries. Our opinion is if you stoke the fire of your marriage and relationship so that it is so hot that you want to be there, um, you're not going to have all these other things calling you out because you're going to look at it and go like, that's lame compared to what I got here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we want to encourage you to keep that really hot. go to counseling. Absolutely. If there's broken trust. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a couple of things that you could do is just to get honest, to get some help, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and counseling is available in all kinds of forms. If you want information about counseling, you can check westsidecommunitychurch.com. We've got some local resources there. Um, and we, we have some great counselors that we work with. We would mm-hmm. encourage you to make sure you take advantage of that. And then just get healthy again. You know, go go to work on those healthy habits. Go back and say, you know what we're going to do? We're going to listen to all the previous episodes of Marriage Monthly, <laughs> and we're just going to get healthy again. Well, and don't keep reminding. Yeah. You know, like once you've made the commitment that you're going to do better and that you're not going to do whatever the habit is that's kind of broken down yeah. your relationship— then don't keep reminding the person. Remember when you? Remember when you? Remember when you did this? Did this? And it's like, come on, let's start. Let's start new. Like, yeah. let's put a new line down. And be like, we're starting here. Absolutely. And give it a chance. Don't keep reminding. Yeah. That's totally, harsh. totally. Fresh starts are important. Fresh starts yeah. are important. We are uh, excited about next month, and uh, and so we've been talking about landmines today. We've talked about 
uh, neglect. We talked about expectations, talked about anger, talked about broken trust, how to avoid those things, how to build something healthy. Next month, we get to have our guest mm-hmm. friends, Ron and Julie Baum, with us from uh, Southern California. And uh, we're really excited about them bringing their story and what they can contribute. They've had so much experience helping people build healthy, lifelong marriages. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a treat. So join us next month. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of Marriage Monthly. We want to ask you if you would subscribe yes. to this podcast and share it with three people that you know three. that might also enjoy uh, this content and it might help build their marriage. We are passionate about building healthy, lifelong marriages. And we want to thank you for being part of this podcast.